Poetic Properties is a complex creation brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Uh, this week was very, very trying for me um, with the camera breaking and then me needing to update uh, the computer uh, graphic card. Like everything was just out of whack. It took it took my entire schedule off track. And if you've been following the podcast for a while, you know that for me, like when one thing goes off uh, off schedule, like it's very hard for me to get back on track within that same time frame. So it was just, it was, it was a headache this week. Um, I was excited because I was able to keep my word and a podcast episode 92 did drop on Friday. Typically we drop on Mondays, but because of the uh, technical difficulties, I had to switch it up. That created a whole spiral for me, just um, energy wise, mental wise, just wanting to keep my words to myself that, you know, once I fixed it, um, that I would do the pod, you know, even though that I knew I had to do a pod for today. So I was very proud of myself, very proud of myself for for getting it together, for fixing it. That didn't that didn't change how I felt schedule wise, though. Um, because I had to move some things around that I didn't really want to move around. I'm really trying to get my schedule um, cemented so that I can know from a production standpoint, um, you know, when I need to be having my notes done. I don't want to really be doing stuff last minute in any of any portion of the business. So with that happening, like it really frustrated me on top of everything else that, you know, I have to deal with uh throughout the week. So um once I got it fixed, right? And I'm like, I'm super excited. Um the camera is working fine. I updated the graphic card on the computer. Like everything was cool. Uh I record last week's pod and I go to you know edit and and get it done. And typically this is a, typically this is a two to three hours um, job max, right? Like I, I, I do, I'm, and I'm talking about edit time. So from me recording a pod to me actually editing, rendering it out, um, the rendering normally takes hour and a half max I updated the graphic card and now it's up to 12 hours um, rendering time so that put me into a very very difficult space mentally because I don't want to sit there for no 12 damn hours I don't want I don't I just don't especially when um, I'm so used to being able to complete it, being able to complete it within, you know, a few hours. 
But again, I'm I'm in this position. I'm in this position um, with battling myself in the sense of just being true to to what I say that I'm going to do. It doesn't matter how long it takes me to get it done. Um, I'm gonna do it because this is what I this is what I signed up for. You know what I mean? Like it, as a helper, as a, a healer, you have to be able to um, not only heal yourself and do the things that are um, pertinent to your healing, but when you put yourself in a position like I have with this podcast to, you know, offer. Uh, a form of healing, a form of therapy, like I have to be able to stick to it. Um, And that's where I'm at mentally, just making sure that I'm keeping to my word of uh, uh, being consistent and giving you guys this podcast and giving myself this podcast. Like I said, it's, it's, it's healing for me saying it. And it's also healing for me hearing, you know, like hearing it out loud, like when I'm listening back and stuff. So Having to go through, having to deal with that created a a level of frustration in the sense of needing a team, right? Um, But I'm, I'm afraid of getting a team because the possibility of the idea shift, um, I know, you know, everything is about progression and stuff like that. And for me, it's like I get progression, but I feel like when you offer when you when you put too many people um, in the mix, stuff start getting a little bit shaky. Right. Like ideas start to to get shifted in a way that maybe I don't you know, I don't want to go through or or, or go to. Um but I'm learning, though. I'm, I'm, I'm learning to to really be observant in how I deal with people um, and kind of identifying things that could possibly be a uh, benefit to me and the business and me actually having something to offer. So it's not like I'm solely looking for things to just help me and not offer help. But this week, like when I tell you. When you're first starting out. You know, and really, you know, diving deep into your passion, you have to wear all the hats. You have to. Uh, Me and my brother talk about often, you know, how it's so important to know every aspect of your business to the best of your ability so that in the event you are in a situation, um, you are in a situation to where you you don't have help. You got to know it. Right. And I've I've done that. I've been doing that. That's just how we've been, you know, our entire lives. We just we've we've had to come up with solutions. Right. We didn't we didn't have the opportunity to, you know, um, to just be mad that something was broke or didn't work or didn't go the right way. We had to come up with solutions. And I'm sure that everybody else um, has had to do so um, in life. Right. It's, It's life in general. But. Are we dealing with that properly? And you guys know that my goal on here, like as I'm healing, uh, it's to break down the things that we didn't even identify as, as trauma, that we didn't identify as abuse. Like it's about really getting down to whatever the root thing is so you can heal properly. Right. Like. 
in 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 all honesty, right? My trust issue stems from um, lost relationships, right? Being a certain way inside of a relationship and feeling like feeling safe and being shown that you weren't, right? Uh, uh, my separation anxiety comes from you know losing you know my father-in-law at the time I was really close to him, um, you know losing my daughter. Um, my brother going off to college, my eldest brother moving to Atlanta, like um, just to live life. Right. Everything that we're doing today is from something. It's a it's a it's a fork in a row that we went to and had to figure out to go left and right. Or in some cases, we were forced to to go left or right. Like I was forced to deal with my eldest brother moved to Atlanta. I was forced to deal with my my older brother move uh to missouri in the moment i was hurt in the moment i'm like devastated because we knew nothing else but each other like like the idea in our minds i don't think was ever to 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 be apart as far as we are like uh logistics wise right i don't think that that ever crossed our minds but now Years later, kids later, relationships later, marriages, divorces later, I realize how much that affects me now in becoming close with people. I notice that it's difficult for me to, to create these type of relationships because I know that I know how loyal I am. I know how attached I am. I know how much of a friend I am, how much, you know, how hard I'm going to go for the friendship and the relationship. But I also know that those things could be over in a, in, in a split second without you even being able to have a solution. I said many, 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 many podcasts ago, like when my brother left, like I was, I was crying. Because, again, I'm dealing with my eldest brother already moved to Atlanta at this time. This this is my last this is my last effort right here. Like this is the the person who has helped raise me. This is the person who um, I've run after the most. This is the person who I look up to the most. And now, you know, he's leaving. All I could see in a moment was. My best friend is, is, is dipping out. And I'm not in a position mentally to deal with that. And, and his famous line, I'll never forget this, bro, stop crying and get a ticket. And in that moment, I felt like that was like the harshest thing that, that he could have said to me. And it wasn't like, I felt like it was the harshest thing that, that he could have said to me in that moment. Because I was looking at it from my perspective. When I look at it from his his side, him saying stop crying and get it, that's the solution. The solution is I am not going to a place that you can't reach me in the event that you need me, get a ticket. Fast forward to now, that's where my mind is. Where is the solution in it? I know, I, I know it's gone. I know whatever it is hurts. I I know. And as a human being, we have to deal with that. We have to we we have to face it, like I talked about last week. But 
there has to be a solution to that. There has to be something that we that can rectify the issue at its core and not be a thing that we have to do obstacles to get through. That's where, where I'm at mentally in life, where it's frustrating because um, everything is a workaround. Everything. Right. It has followed me into to work. It's a part of my personal life. Like everything has been a workaround from the time I could remember having to solve issues, whether it be at school, whether it be, you know, in my life in general, on the football field, on the track, whatever. It's about, you know, having to really solve the issue because we are not taught to stop it at the foundation we have these workarounds. What happens when you live a life having to figure out different ways to do the to 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 do a job instead of doing it, you know, the like step one, step two, step three. The problem with having to have these workarounds is now you rely on them. Now you can't handle things at a foundational level. So if I'm in an argument, I'm not looking at the root of the argument, I'm finding ways to get out of the situation, which is I don't want to hear you yelling. I don't feel like yelling. We're not getting nowhere anyways. Right. So the workaround is the passive aggressiveness. The workaround is the agreeing when you don't agree just so somebody could could be quiet. I've I've been in that space a lot. And. As I'm going through just little stuff, little by little, as I'm being more vulnerable with me, as I'm being more honest with me, these little things that have happened throughout my life are presenting themselves in different ways. But immediately I'm back to the memory of, yo, if I would have learned right there how to to handle this at the foundation, I wouldn't be trying to work around so many things. So that's a fight that I have. Like I, I'll be at work and I'll bring up an issue or somebody you bring up an issue and they'll give you a workaround because the workaround is the bandaid. It's the, it's, it's the thing that, you know, will just get you to the next level. It will suffice. It's, it's again, I go back to our way of thinking about abuse. We think that it's okay. We think that the workaround is okay, and in all honesty, it isn't. Because the workaround will always lead you back to the error. Right? I noticed that in, in my job. They'll, all right, this don't work this way. Do this, twist that, turn that, carry to one, remainder two. And then after so often, it's like, that don't work. And what we are doing in life and what I what I've what I've realized that I'm doing life, I'm adding I'm adding so much unnecessary time. To my journey and it's useless time it's wasted time, I'm adding so much time when I could just stop and say, hey, that's cool. That workaround is cool, but this is the real issue. How do we fix this? Having that moment with that with 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 the computer feeling like, all right, I got the part that I needed. 
I got the part that I needed for the camera, right? And everything is going good and I'm recording, yada, yada, whatever. I go to complete my, my, uh, my task and now my task has went from two hours to 12 hours. Immediately, my mind says, all right, so this thing is fixed, but this is messed up. How do I get around that? Right. And I had to check myself because I don't want to get around it. I want the shit to work how it's supposed to work. I want the things that I do to work how they're supposed to. I don't want to keep rigging things. I don't want to keep, you know, saying, all right, this might work for a few days. But in the event that uh, uh, in the event that it doesn't work, we'll deal with that when we get there instead of saying, hey, this is the issue. So for me, the issue is the graphic card. Does it do what I want to do to it to an extent? Yes. But those two steps forward do not. It, it's not worth the 12 hour jump. It's not it, it's not worth the uh, uh, the 10 hour jump. If I'm if I'm finishing something in an hour, hour and a half and then now I put the card in and it jumps to 12. I don't want to work around of that. So the solution is take that shit out, figure out if that's the right one or not, whatever. Go back to the drawing board. Does it remove what I need or what I feel like I need or what I want? Yeah, it it removes it. Right. It makes it a little bit more difficult uh, to do what I want to do. But in all honesty, the upgrade was aesthetic for me. It was it was to be able to operate in a way without having to do too much with the screens and move this monitor and that monitor, yada, yada, whatever. But it took away something that I actually needed, which is my time. Right. It's not just a podcast. It's not just poetry. I need to be able to to do everything running. I need to be able to to record a poem while something is rendering. I need to be able to uh, allow something to render while making a design for the apparel. It has to work. So. When that hit me, like. Nah, don't 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 do a workaround. Just for me, if I'm going to have to go back, I'm going to go back to it's going to be even. The goal is the goal for me is never to move back. It's to move left, right or be able to stand still, but never back. I defend my left, I defend my right, I defend my center. Right. But it's the, the goal is to never have these steps to where you got to go back. And I know sometimes it's inevitable. I've le- I've learned that. I learned that it is very hard to to want have a 100 percent success rate of uh, moving forward. I get it. As I'm healing and as I'm uh, 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 able to pinpoint why my mind thinks this way or why, you know, my emotions react or why I react to this thing emotionally or yada, yada, whatever, for whatever reason. Now I'm able to go back to to the anchor point. Right. I'm I'm docile and I'm and I'm calm and I'm so loving because I don't want to be alone. 
right? I'll let you do whatever you want to do as long as you tell me you're sorry, you know, I'm going to forgive you. That comes from the mental and physical abuse that we don't even realize that, that we're really going through. It's so many things that we can pull anchor points uh, uh, back in which I'm doing. And it's, it's not. Um, I'm not looking for these anchor points to judge anyone. I am solely looking for uh, anchor points so I could heal. I'm not going back and say, oh, you whooped me in 1988 or 89 and that hurt me. I'm not going back to say, oh, you broke my heart. And you, I'm not. That's, it's not for that. It's solely for me to be able to move forward in a more healthy way for myself. I want to feel as normal as I want to feel without having to have a workaround. And I've been having it for so long that it seems foreign to feel good. Right. I've been dealing with with my physical ailments forever. Right. I've been dealing with. Um, I have an autoimmune situation with my muscles, right? And I have been dealing with the pain of it for, I think, since 2015, 16. And I'm solely relying on whatever the doctor is saying. I'm not, I'm not looking for any other... Uh, cure. I'm not, I mean, well, it's not curable, but I'm not looking for any other ways to get me to the next day. Just whatever the doctors are saying, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. My boy brought me over some medical holisticness <laughs> one day. And I didn't realize after, after partaking I didn't realize how bad I really felt until the moment I felt normal. And I'm like, there is no way that I like once I felt once I got to the point of feeling normal physically, um, like and what I mean by that, it was no more pain. The pain had subsided. I was feeling like I was feeling like me. That woke me up in a way that I'll never forget because I don't talk about like I'm not a whiny baby in a sense of, oh, my God, I'm I'm, I'm hurt. I'm this. I'm that. I'm, I'm not a whiny baby. I'll let you know. Yeah, I don't really feel good. All right. Peace. I, I'll holler at you. That moment. Allowed me to recognize. All right. You just listening to them and they're just giving you the 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 work around and you have no idea that you don't feel good for real. Because in your mind, if you tell someone how bad the pain really is, now they look at you awake, they take advantage of you. You know, it's like a pity thing and stuff like that. Like people have no idea how often my muscles flare up how tender they get, how, you know, how often I can't really move for real. Like I really be having to sit still. The fear of people knowing that I may or may not have to partake in a little bit of greenery, like the fear of that comes from smoke away is the devil. Uh, that's the drug. You know, you could get addicted, yada, yada, whatever. Like I've always been a person who, who drank, but I told you guys many, many podcasts ago, I want to, I don't want to be in a position that, 
I need alcohol to feel good. I don't want to be in a position that I need anything to feel good. But I for sure don't want to be doing anything from an emotional standpoint because for me, uh, that's how addiction happens, right? Because you you you're fulfilling, are you replacing one emotion for the substance? So knowing that in time. And allowing time to really just do what it's supposed to do. I've been paying attention to myself more. I've been paying attention to how I hurt. I've been paying attention to the uh, the why I'm hurt, why I don't trust. And I'm and, and I'm reaching back to those anchor points for me. I have no ill will towards anybody. That has ever done anything to me that has put me in a position to feel less than that, uh, that has disrespected my boundaries, anything. I don't spend time on that. My time limited on, on earth. I don't worry about any of that. I move in unconditional love, period. But loving unconditionally doesn't mean that you get to stay around me. I still love you. I still I don't want to see you hurt or anything like that. But I got to heal and I have to heal in a way that I'm not. Uh, running fast forward into, you know, uh, uh, into a brick wall. I have to heal in a way that's true, that's authentic, that I could actually get past uh, the issue. I don't need you there to get past the issue. I don't need you to know I'm right. I don't need to know you're I don't need any of that information. What I need to to understand for myself is that a situation happened and it went right or wrong. It's not up to me to say what what. What went wrong from your side? So being as broken as I am. I don't I don't I'm done with workarounds. I'd rather stand still and 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 be in that pit of hurt, be in that pit of pain to figure out the why rather than just move around it. Because what happens is you move around it and now something that you could have broken completely down has now uh, become a weight on your back. It's become a weight on your shoulders. Because you chose to Deny yourself true healing at the sake of feeling better right now. I don't want to feel listen, I am a grouch. I am very much get off my lawn. I'm very much. I'm all of that. Because I'm a heel. On my time. You're not going to force me to move past it. That's why for me, isolation is very important because if I don't isolate, you're going to continue as a human being. You're going to try to continue to make me get past it, get over it. It wasn't even that bad. It wasn't this. You're going to make me feel like I'm bugging because it hurt my feelings. I can't move like that. So as I'm trying to fix the camera and it worked, and then I had to, I, I like, I got to take two steps back to fix it. I'm thinking about work. Hey, this is the issue. Got to take two steps back because now you're giving me a workaround. No, I want to fix it at the foundation. 
Stop telling me a workaround because you're adding unnecessary time to my journey and I don't need that. Every ounce of time that is on my uh, that is on my journey, I need that. These are precious moments. These are precious seconds. I keep telling y'all my daughter left me time. So I'm doing the best that I can to use it correctly. And this week really affected me. And I know that I know that, you know, you guys are listening and probably like, like, dang, that's that's something little, but it's not that little. I don't want to keep going backwards. I don't want to keep on, you know, getting excited like I'm at that point of whatever the situation is, like I'm at that breaking point to get through. And then, boom, because I did a workaround, now something else from that same situation hit me. I don't want to do that. I'd rather stand still, be mad right now and get to the root of what the situation is. And before I take another step forward, I know that this situation is done. I know that what I did uh, to get through it, I know that I don't have to worry about that anymore. I don't have to worry about that emotion jumping up. I don't have to worry about that thought jumping out and, and scaring me. In order to do that, I got to know me. In order to do that, I have to be in a position of solace. I have to be in a position of understanding this, this healing journey will lose you a lot of people. Because for whatever reason, people don't understand and people don't understand a true healing process. We are taught that healing is being right in an argument, being right, you know, uh, uh, in whatever, like that's the healing. The healing is being able to argue your point or feel how you feel, but negate how the other person feels. That's how people heal. I don't want to heal like that. I don't want to I don't want to heal at the sake of hurting anyone. And in order for me to do that, I can't keep looking for you. You can't keep looking for me. We can't keep on trying to have this communication because both of us are selfish. And both of us want to be right and both of us want to be heard and we want the outside to see us in a in a perfect light or a good light yada yada whatever that's not healing you 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 making me look away or me making you look away on the outside that's not healing that's a workaround because that lets that for me when 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 we involve parents and siblings and uh, and cousins and friends and stuff like that. That lets me know that you don't even know how how you're hurt. You don't know why you're hurt. You just want to be hurt. If you can't sit with me or if I can't sit with you or, or if you can't sit with somebody one on one and have a conversation of why. Without arguing, without it being a disrespectful thing, you don't even really know why or, or like why you hurt. How are you going to heal when you're looking for uh, uh, when you're looking for attention? That's why I, I, I said I stand here peacefully flawed speaking to y'all. I don't reach for applause. I decrease to evolve. 
I'm not looking for attention. I'm looking for healing. If I gain attention from my healing process, then so be it. But I'm here. I'm 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 here to 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 heal. I'm here to be an example of how to heal, you know, in your best way, not my best way. My best way is isolation, uh, reading, meditating, um, exercising, uh, looking for the anchor points in in from a from a space of how could I have helped myself in that moment? I got notes and notes and notes of anchor points that I am like, dang, if I would have did this, if I would have stood up, my, stood up for myself right here, if I didn't uh, care so much of how people felt here, I could have done this and it could have it could have went this way. This is why I don't I don't blame people for how I feel. I don't blame people for my depression. I don't blame people for the anxiety. I don't blame people for for who they were. Right. Because I have eyes and I have a brain and I have a heart. What happens is you are you, you are raised in fear. You have that feeling like I know that this isn't right. I know I shouldn't be treated this way. But. Now. If I say something, it's going to get worse. If I bring it up, it's going to create chaos. And that's how we are. That's how we all are. Um. In a lot of ways, it's like uh, you got to choose your like. You got to choose your your battles. And as I'm getting older, choosing your battles. Should uh, should be or should apply to freedom. And life and death. That's it. That is the only time that you should be like have that that uh, mind state of I I got to figure out how not to die and I have to figure out how not to go to jail. Other than that, you should be able to stand face to face with whatever is is at you. You should be able because it's not like you are wrong in how you feel. It's not like uh, uh, you're wrong in, in, in how you are moving through situations. It's that you're scared to say, hey, I don't think that this is right. I don't think that this is fair. I've been there so many times where people were just doing things and I knew that I felt a way about it. But because I was in love, because I didn't want to create extra chaos, I just shut up and kept it pushing. I kept turning a, a, a blind eye, per se, of what was really happening instead of like, yo, I don't like this. I got to get away from you. I don't like how you treat me. I don't like how you say that to me. They always say it's a little bit of seriousness in every joke. And I've been paying attention to that, how people talk to me and things that people say for a long time. But when 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 you operate in a, a a level of love that you don't understand, you look foolish. And I and and I look foolish because I'm allowing the idea of love to take over everything. And I'm running. I'm 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 running head first, only to be drawn back. Each time that I've been into a relationship, there's a after that relationship, there's a drawback. Why? Because I lost myself in that situation instead of 
stand on standing on my foundation of hey this is what i this is how i want to be treated um this is how i feel like i should be loved or whatever because i'm going out of my way to 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 lose myself in you and again i don't blame nobody i blame myself i'm at a point i'm at a point in my life to where Everything is my fault. Everything. Not in the literal sense, but when I'm pulling things, I say it's my fault because of what I should have done in the moment if I was thinking logically, if I was thinking outside of sex, if I was thinking outside of being in love, if I was thinking about, you know, my morals and, and, and my likes and my wants and who I am as a person. If I wasn't so weak and, and so and have so much uh, ignorance in the area, I would have been able to stop right there and say, hey, this this not it. So we get we get lost in all of this stuff. We get lost in everything except for ourselves. Everything. The moment we 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 start looking at who we are and outwardly saying like I'm I am good at what I do or just, you know, whether you saying it cocky or not, if you put in the time to be who you are, it's okay to be that. It's okay. I'm so modest when it comes to, you know, my spoken word pieces. I'm so modest when it comes to um, the healing that I'm learning that this podcast is is given. And it's like, in no way do I do I want to be cocky or arrogant in any sense. I do want to have enough um, strength in me to be like, I am pretty good at this. Like I, I am, I am good at this. Uh, this is beneficial to myself and to other people. I want to be able to do that and not feel cringe. Like, oh my God, did I just big myself up? Did I just, you know, d- does it come off as being arrogant? Does it come off as being cocky? And it's like, that's not where I'm at Woody. The goal is to be able to, to be who I'm supposed to be in a loving way, in a, in a caring way, but in a sureful uh in a way that I seem sure of myself, because if there is nothing else on this planet, it's three things that I'm sure about. I am an amazing spoken word artist. This podcast is very much healing if you just take the time and listen. And I'm a hell of a father. Nobody could take that from me. I am a whole lot of other things, but no, those three things can no one can take that from uh, take that from me. Those are facts of my life, from the work that I put in, not me. Just like yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm that guy. But knowing those, being sure in those three three things, nobody could move me. You can say you don't like that particular poem. You can't say that I'm a bad poet. You can say that you didn't get nothing from that particular podcast. You can't say that I'm that I'm not uh, uh, delivering healing. You can say that. Oh, well, you know. He is an okay parent because such and such said. Nah, my record clean. 
even if we break down a situation with my dog, my record clean as a result to a, to being a parent. As a human being, you can say whatever you want to. As he, like, there's flaws all over that. As a partner, there's flaws all over that. As a friend, there's flaws all over that. But here's the thing. Tell me your flaws, not mine. That's where I'm at with it. That's why it's easy for me to say, you know, I could care less how people uh, uh, treat me or whatever. My love is unconditional. If I ever felt that way about you as a friend, as a as a partner, no matter what, if I am in a position to ever give you something that you need, I'm going to do that. Not to look away for anybody, but because I said I loved you and I meant that shit. I said you was my dog and I meant that. So regardless of what happens, I'm going to be that for myself. The, when, when I allowed the, the when I allowed myself the ego death that that I so very much needed. I was able to eliminate the part that depends on how you feel about me. I was able to say, OK, it, none of that matters. Who, who do I want to be? How do I want to be? I'm able to stand on that. I'm able to to no matter what I'm able to like and there's proof. I am able to say. You were shithead towards me. But I don't want to see no no pain or no death to come to you. So if you need me, hit me up. I'm able to do that because I'm not looking at I'm looking at it from. How could you have made that better? What did you add to make it bad? Right. Regardless of if it was a reaction or if I started it, what did you do there? Because I'm solely worried about the trajectory of my life. If I continue to be in situations and I allow my emotions to go off the rails and I start becoming someone that I'm not uh, familiar with. And someone that I don't want to be, that's a me thing. You should, it, it, it goes back to when you were a kid and everybody has experienced this. When you were a kid, probably a teenager, all the way up to being a teenager, right? Maybe even up into college. The one thing that no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter how successful you are, no matter how good you uh, uh, dress, if someone say, fuck your mama or your mama ain't this or your mama is that, you are going to lose your mind emotionally and you are going to haul off and fight. That's just what it is. It's something in us as human beings that we cannot handle someone saying something about our moms. You know your mom. Fuck is you tripping for? I'm saying that in hindsight, because I was very much like, what? What you say about my mom? But in hindsight, you you go you go home with your mom every day. Like none of this, none of this uh, uh, means anything. But you don't know that because you're you're driven by emotions. You don't know that because you haven't you're 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 too young to to really think logically 
especially if that's not what being if if logic isn't what being uh is what being is what you're being fed right and so my thing now is you can say what you want to to me i personally want to make sure that my reaction is going to be a reaction that I need you to hear and I need you to understand, not a response that is intended for me to win. I never under understood that while I was doing it, I never understood it. Now, when you're in the midst of an argument and you're willing to say and do anything to win. It's not a competition. I had to learn that. I had to teach myself. Like for me, it's unison, not comparison. If I can't come home and feel safe, why am I around you? Why are you around me? If you feel like you have to nag and complain and bitch about it, why are you around me? Because if it was meaningful and it was meant, you would sit me down or you would have a real conversation and be like, hey, I don't like that you are doing this particular thing and you keep on doing it. In your mind, you have to be the ruler of it. So you're going to talk down on me. You're going to yell. You're going to scream. Both sides. I'm not saying me specifically. I'm saying relationship wise, friendship wise. It happens all the time. Everybody wants to win. Nobody wants to be in unison. And so for me, I'm like, how do I put myself in a position to move left or right, but never back? And I started to say, okay, what was your fault there? I think that's why it's taking me so uh, long to heal because the moment I feel triggered about something, I hate when people use triggered uh, loosely because there's people out there that really be having uh, major triggers and it sometimes be something so small and it's like people, oh, I'm triggered this, I'm triggered that, yeah, yeah whatever. And it's just like, like, nah. The moment that I'm, that I'm triggered by something, the moment that I'm reminded of an anchor point of disappointment, of depression, of hurt. It's not who did it, who said it. It's always how did I handle it in real time? As chaotic as my mind is, and it just it, it sucks. I don't know if it has to deal with uh, depression or anything like that. I can remember chaotic moments. Like once I'm triggered, I can remember it like I'm sitting right there in real time. And it's the most terrifying, hurtful, confusing, chaotic thing that I ever experienced in my life. In those moments, I can I can smell where I'm at. I can feel it. The 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 uh, uh, the fear, the confusion. Like I can feel it. Like I'm there as a child. Like I'm there. Like having this argument in real time. Like these people been out of my life. But when I'm triggered by something, it hits me, and I'm like, man, I don't want to take those steps back of remembering that. And in order for me to do so, I have to be able to 
deal with those moments when they hit. I wasn't able to do it in real time. But when they hit me now, I don't care if it lasts me a week to get through one thing, to figure it out, to piece it together. I'm going to sit my ass down and I'm going to take my notes and I'm going to figure out how I could have handled that differently, how I could have said something differently or how I could have prevented it. That's the thing. How like like my my issue is my issue with me is. You could have prevented that if what. If what I did was from peace uh, and, and not peace, but if what I did or said was not from a place of hatred, you got to deal with that. If what you said to me is from a place of of hatred, is of of a place of emotion. I had to learn how to say, all right, that's you. You mad right now? Not in real time because that creates more chaos. But like after the fact, like, all right, you said that because you was mad. You said that because that's how you feel. Like they say, you know, for me, it's like, oh, well, when you're drunk, the truth come out. Now, nah, when you when you mad and you in that argument and those those things start coming out, that'll tell you if you if you should stay in a relationship or not. Because we have to get out of this idea that abuse is okay. That means that uh, the passion is high. The love is there. Uh, we have this idea of if I'm not arguing with you, then that means I'm, I'm gone mentally. That, is, that, that don't work for me. You telling me that if you no longer arguing with me or picking at me, that means that the relationship is over. Like, who raised you? I understand arguments are gonna gonna come and go. I understand things are are, are not gonna be perfection. But if you base in our life off of the arguments that we get into, and uh, that's how you gauge your love towards me, we are fighting a lost cause. We should have never come this far. We should have never come this far if if that's the idea that you have of a relationship. And so having that fight this week with me. Again, everything about me is trying to heal everything physically, mentally, spiritually, money, business. I'm trying to heal it all. Too many people are falling off the edge of the earth right now, and it has been this way for a very long time. And I I, want to feel that when it's my time, I did what I was supposed to do, not only for you know, my kids and sit and situating them to be uh, better than I was. But did I follow my purpose? Did I did I give the people what I was supposed to give the people when it's said and done, when people talk about, you know, their experiences with me or their conversations with me? Did I do what I was supposed to do? Or did I let my emotions take over and did I ruin their path? Right. I said I said to you guys a, a, a while ago, everybody in my relationship from uh, besides my very, very first um, girlfriend. Right. Everybody has some type of issue with their parent or whatever. I'm a rebel by nature. Like I'm logical by nature. Like. If it don't sound right, like I don't like if you're being bullied by anybody if it don't sound right it's like nah i don't i don't think that's right 
we have that fear that, oh, your parents pay your bills, you're, you know, you can't, you, you can't speak your piece, this, that, and the other. We very much grow up in a um, do, uh, do as I say, not as I do, don't talk back type situation. It's like, now nah, I can't live like that. I, I, I just can't. Not that I'm disrespectful or anything, but mentally it's like, nah, I have to be able to, to say how I feel. But because we grew up in that time, that's why we're all just so hardcore aggressive in arguments, so hardcore aggressive in our stances on, um, you know, chaos and, and, uh, and everything. I'm starting to realize like it's so many things that we were taught through community, through TV, through music, through parenting, through observation that it's just like, nah, bro, I need new eyes because even though those moments made me who I am today, right? When I'm looking back at life, the pain is not worth it. The chaos, the confusion is not worth it. Yeah, I learned so much in the streets. I learned so much from observing, you know, my uncles and stuff. I learned so much from my parents. I learned, like, yeah, but I that worked for them. That's who they wanted to be. That's who the world had had. That's how the world had formed around them. My goal is to have an understanding of the world that surrounded me, that formed me to be, but have the insight to know it's not going to be that for my kids. So I teach my kids from a standpoint of moving forward, not from where I was, not from how I was raised. If you put up how I was raised versus it versus how my kids are being raised as a result to discipline, as a result to uh, being a part of, of uh, family conversations for real, um, not holding f- uh, family secrets for them. Like my kids know all of my health issues. They know, you know, relationship stuff, anything that affects them, they know. Because I have to put them in a position of when they get older that. They have to know when people are being real with them. They have to be able to deal with difficult situations and difficult understandings. I know that me being sick, I know that that fucks with them. But they've studied enough of what I have to understand that, hey, this is what it is. We got to keep we got to keep it pushing. If I'm sitting here in secret, I'm sitting here in. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. You know, I just got a cold, yada, yada. Like right now, I, I, I have the flu. It's, it's easing up a little bit. But even for them, it's like, you good. If I sneeze wrong, you, you good. Because again, they knew I had COVID. But I'm teaching them like, when you are moving forward, I don't want you to have the fears that I have, right? Fear is a very uh, good thing to to understand, but I don't want you to have the fears of being yourself. I don't want you to have the fears of speaking your mind or feeling like you're not being heard. Nah, nah, you heard, bro. You heard the other day. Again, I'm uh, I'm I'm teaching forward. I don't want to I don't want to move backwards. The other day, my youngest son. Right. And this is again. 
Y'all know that. Y'all know I'm just as honest as I could be, right? My youngest son, he always comes home and he always says, oh, look, I got an A in this. I got it like, I got an A in math. I got this. I got that. Well, the other day, he came home and he had um, some bad grades on three on three separate papers. I knew nothing about it because I'm not, I don't be checking backpacks. Like if you, like, I trust you that if you have something to give me, you're going to give it to me. If it's a fundraiser, if it's picture day, if it's whatever, you're going to give it to me because I'm going to find out. That's how I've raised all of them. It, like this is, this is his first time really trying to lean on the side of becoming one of his brothers or being in with, with the pack um, for real. And so, We all found out at the same time. And when I tell you guys the harshness of my mistakes slapped me right in my face. Twin is beside himself. Couldn't be me. I came home with an F and you whooped me to 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 I needed my inhaler. You let me calm down. Came back whooped me again. Junior like, bro, you used to slap us in the head, take the game, yada yada, whatever. King is like, you talk crazy to us, but him, you're just like, hey, we'll we'll figure it out. The reality of that trauma will stick with me to the day that I die. Because there was a moment in my life that I just did what I was taught. I'm glad that I learned a little bit earlier in life that that wasn't right. I haven't whooped my sons for real in a very, very long while. But they remember that trauma and I have to live and die with that. As much as as I'm sweating on the inside and wanting them to, ah, don't 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 paint that picture of me. I can't say that now when 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 I was I was posing for that picture, back when I was popping them up and whooping them and and whatever. A simple bossy simply coming home with a bad report on his paper triggered him to say fam you abused us I said this many 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 podcasts ago I I speak freely on here about my wrongs in regards to discipline so that when I get old and the moment that I had the other day of him saying couldn't be me used to do this do that I cannot run from that. I got to eat that shit and I got to figure out how to help him understand that he didn't he didn't deserve that or that they didn't deserve that. Yeah, they be wilding and sometimes it's like that be your 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 first and last resort. Like if I put the paws on them, they going to get it. But are they really? Are they really? I could have like like I could have tried to shut him up or or shut them up and make it like nah whatever but I, that's taking steps back 
I'm not going to negate how you feel. I'm not going to act like you wasn't there when I was beating your ass. You was there. It's little things that we don't think about. Like, like when I say it's been a year since I have put my hands on them or anything like that, it took my youngest son to have a bad paper. So imagine us growing up and whooping was the thing. Not being able to talk was a thing. Not being able to hurt, be heard was a thing. Depression didn't exist. You was just sad. So when I'm faced with moments like that, I, 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 I'm, I'm challenged emotionally. I'm challenged mentally. And I have to deal with it. I'm standing right there. Yeah, I tried to move left and right, like, oh, but you was wilding, but this, but that. Yeah, I'm moving, but I'm standing right there. I didn't tell him to shut up. I didn't tell them to shut up. They cooked for at least 20, 30 minutes of just, I can't believe he's not getting a whooping. I get, like, it, it really couldn't have been me. So, boom, you brought it up. You're triggered. You want to talk about it? Like, do you want to have a real conversation about it? Like, do you want me to respond? Like, these are questions that I ask. Because I don't want to respond and I don't, because that comes off as defensive. So I'm standing right here and I'm eating it. Yeah, remember you, boom, 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 boom. Remember this? And I mean, like, if somebody on the outside would have heard that conversation, I would have been highly embarrassed. Not because y'all don't know. But because I can't believe it just took a it, it wasn't even a, a negative. It wasn't even a negative in danger type thing that triggered the. Hey, you used to beat us like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like we talk. We I thought we was over here. But that's how triggers work. The anchor point of 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 that moment was. You used to whoop me for real. There was an incident that you whooped me until I needed my inhaler. And when my asthma calmed down, you whooped me again. And he's like, well, all I did was throw rocks or all I did. Right now, if I'm thinking about everything in its entirety, right? If I'm thinking about everything in its, in its entirety, did he deserve to be popped? Maybe. Yeah. Did he deserve what I was doing? Nah, bro. I don't know no better, though. This, are, this is how everything got fixed in my house. It was one of two ways. Either you're going to exercise until you can't stand up or you're going to get your ass beat. Both of them are torture, especially when conversations can be had. And so I'm I'm sitting here and I'm listening and now I'm um I'm faced in a moment of I could be a bully and 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 stop the conversation. I could be childish and walk away from the conversation, but I stood there and I ate that shit. Not on no I did it so what, but on the humble like like I can't like I was really sitting there the whole time like 
I can't believe he remembers this to to a T. He's like, remember, cause you you told uh, you told my grandma, you know, take everybody. Like y'all need to leave, cause it's about to get crazy, and it's just me. And I'm looking at them like, yo, why y'all leaving me? Y'all know what's about to go down. So now I created a moment for him that feels like everybody left him with me, the main person who was here to protect him, to abuse him. So when he gets older. He's going to feel like, all right, I love you. I trust you. Something's going to happen. He's going to be like, I trusted my dad. He isolated me to abuse me. That's what I got from the conversation the other day. I said that to say, because I'm, I'm again, I told y'all I am, uh, uh, I am parenting and trying to raise them for their future, not my uh, past. I am trying to create a relationship that goes into the future, not a relationship that is uh, based on my past. So if I'm in a relationship with you and you you keep on bringing up things that um, or have truths or uh, characteristics that someone told you about, why are we here? I've I've done this. I've loved you. I've everything that you that you've asked of me. In the moments that are the most embarrassing, in the moments that are the hardest to deal with, when somebody is telling you about you, I've learned that for me, I have to grit and bear it because if I keep on looking through. Only my eyes. The story is going to be a little bit awkward. I have to be able to, to, to sit and deal with that time of my life that I did that. I have to be able to sit and deal with that time of life um, where I was still in, where um, I was drinking crazy, just emotional drinker, just like all these things that have affected my kids in a way that I won't know until they're triggered and they say it. I say it on here so that when they come to me, like the other day, I just had to sit there with the, you just ate ass face. Like, dang, that, that's crazy. I was wild. And then offer, you want to talk about it or you, you, you cool? No, nah, I'm cool. We about to get these jokes off. So even through trauma, and this is the thing, and this is why it's important for me to, to, to stand. They wanted to just joke on my son. They didn't realize the seriousness of the conversation that was brought up from their trauma. So all the jokes had to stop for a second because I had to be very clear on, do you want to talk about it? Like I was crazy wild for doing that. I will apologize every single time. I, it, it's no, oh, but, oh, but I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have been, I, I should, I was, I was afraid. I didn't know what to do. And in that, I should have done nothing. That's where we get lost at. That's where the, 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 that's where the meat and potatoes 
of a lot of stuff is, is that when we get scared, instead of staying still and being scared, we lash out at, uh, with the closest emotion that we're familiar with. And a lot of it is uh, fighting, cussing, yelling. I don't know. Like, I, I, I didn't know what to do. Why? Because that's how that's how it was for. That's how it was for my friends. That's how it was for me. That's how it, it, it just was. You did wrong. You got your ass whipped. And the idea was, I got to do this to you so nobody on the streets do that to you. But it turned into, I wish a motherfucker would do this to me on the streets. I'm going to bust their fucking head. You see what I'm saying? It, It creates this monster when you are bullied, especially when you're a bullied out of the the the. On the auspice of being loved, I have to do this to you. I have to inflict this pain on you for you to understand never to do this again. Nah. Nah. That ain't how that worked. That ain't how it worked. My, 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 like, this is why it it doesn't work for, for twin. Twin has ADHD and he has like he has an emotional disorder. He don't register fear for real. He don't he 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 don't understand panic for real. Like he just is. He sits there and it's just like, oh, well, that's happening. And then when it's over, he's just like, ow, that hurts. Like. I didn't know that then. I'm thinking he wilding out. I'm thinking, you know, he just being bad because he want to be bad. Again, you're not you don't get to be depressed. That don't exist in kids. You don't get to feel you don't get to act out because maybe it's hard at home for you. Maybe it's difficult having a million siblings like you have. Who knows? I never took the time to ask. You did wrong. You got a whooping. I learned early that's not the case. Now, boom, we have this moment. He's he he's telling me how bad I abuse him and stuff like that. I'm sick, bro. Because in my mind, you will remember, oh, dad used to whoop us all the time. But when you say you had everybody leave, you isolated me, you know, because you didn't want them to hear me, you know, crying for real. And, and, and you whooped me to I needed my inhaler and blah, 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 blah. You know, and all I did was get three citations in a row from school and they was about to expel me. Even with that, he didn't deserve what what where my mind went. My mind didn't go like ah, something wrong with you mentally. My mind never went there. Why? Because when I came up, everything was the devil. Ah, oh, stop talking like that. I plead the blood of Jesus on it. And that's cool. But there has to be a solution. So a lot of us is ignorant. A lot of us is dumb. A lot of us is moving uh, through life with don't don't speak that into existence. Don't talk out loud. Not hey, something wrong with you. You need to go get help. I got my son the help that that he needed. He, you know, he did therapy for a good amount of time. Um, It's always on the table when he feels like, all right, I need to, you know, I feel like 
I'm a little bit off. I need to go back to therapy every time. All right, there you go. I'm never, I'm never fearful. I'm never uh, afraid of him going to therapy and saying something that, um, saying something that isn't true because it's, it's, it's a few things about my kids. They'll lie about snacks. They'll lie about, uh, uh, curfew type things. But one thing they are not going to do is lie about how they feel as human beings. That is something that I made sure that they had at their disposal is being able to say how you feel regardless of what you think people are going to say about it. It's about them moving forward. It's about them having to choose to 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 learn how to stand on what they're saying, uh, move left, move right, but never back. So I'll take the I'll take the the crazy looks from the elders. I'll take the crazy conversations from the elders and I'll take the uh, the crossing of boundaries, um, trying to instill, you know, old ways of 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 parenting, of growth, of whatever. I'll take all that. I'll. Because I'm here to to break that. I'm here to say. I'm here to say, all right, I was raised in a way that benefited 1960, 1970, 1980, right? I'm trying to give them insight. So as they get gather their own uh, intelligence and, and have their own experiences, when they get to a point of well, a certain level of maturity, it's going to kick in what I've been saying. So when they wilding out right when they wilding out right now doing kid stuff, they never get in trouble for 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 uh, doing regular kid stuff. They get trouble for ignorance. They get trouble for disobeying rules or uh, uh, disobeying rules and um, and violating trust between us. That's it. Having that conversation about those grades created a bigger opportunity for me to be who I say that I am. And I stood there. And I allowed him to say what he said. I allowed Junior, I allowed King to say, you know, everything like, oh, that couldn't have been us. You would have did this. You would have did that. And it's like, damn, the only thing I could think of is what type of monster do I have to be that at that time, this is what these kids saw in me. And when I got to that uh, realization, I'm like, I never want to be that again with my kids, with my partner, with with anybody. Right. I'm very docile. And, it, and, and this is what hit me. This is this is what hit me. I'm very docile in relationships. And I've been verbally abused. I've been physically abused. All of that. And did not have the like. A smidget. Of energy towards them that I had for. 
making sure my kids understood discipline and they're not going to disrespect this and disrespect that. And a whole while I'm being disrespected in relationships in front of them. I want them to believe that that this is a safe environment with these relationships that I feel like I'm getting into. This is why it became important for me to, hey, guys, I think I'm about to start dating. No, I don't want to date. No, I'm about to be a whore. Like, it's important for me to have those conversations with them so that they are aware. The that they are aware of the control it takes for them to be who they say that they are. I told the kids the other day. No. Twin asked me if he can go to the park. I said yes. My kids don't have no curfew or nothing like that. Like, um, there's just an understanding of you need to be back in a reasonable time. I don't feel good and I didn't feel good um, the other day. And so Twin asked to go to the park. And at first I was hesitant. I'm like, nah, um, because I wanted to take medicine, I wanted to go to sleep. I can't really sleep for real if I know that they're outside, especially at night where we live at. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like looking at the clock. I look outside and I'm like, it's getting dark. Um, he ain't text, nothing, whatever. So I told Junior, I said, you take King, go get him. You guys come back. Um, I sent them. 40 minutes have passed. Nobody has text. Nobody has been back anything. I drive over. I don't see them. And now I'm pissed. Not because you have a curfew, but one. I asked twin to be back at a certain time. He wasn't back. I sent two more of them to go get them or go get him. This is a 10 minute, this is a 10 minute walk. Like literally my house is attached to the rec center. 40 minutes have passed. Nobody's there. Now I'm frustrated because I want to take medicine. I want to go lay down, but I can't do that knowing my kids is out. They get home and we have, uh, uh, we have this creek that separates the rec center slash park from our development and the rule is don't cross the creek um if it's water in there reason being is because it's an offshoot of the farm so it has whatever they spray on the plants um it has uh whatever you know manure residue there's these dirty ass fish that that be in there once it gets too high so between the chemicals the 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 doodle, the fish. It's like it's not even. It's not worth it. Just go ahead and walk around the creek. It is what it is. That's always the rule. Well, they come in. King is soaking wet. I'm like, I'm confused. Oh well, he fell. He fell in the lake, and I'm like, he fell in the lake. I mean, the, the creek. Because they wanted to be lazy, because they wanted to do what they wanted to do in a moment that they could have 
chosen to just walk around. They decided, well, I can make it over. I'm going to convince Kingston he can make it over as well. And like I told you guys the other day, I do not play about them being disrespectful to each other and them putting each other in danger. I'm going to protect my kids at all costs. So I went off. I went off. I went off on them for trying to convince him to go over when he knew he shouldn't have. I went off on them because there's a possibility that with all those chemicals, that manure, them dirty ass fish, that he could be sick, get a rash, yada, yada, whatever. So I'm pissed. Twin, of course, don't really understand. He's laughing. He just, that's, that's his nervous thing. He don't, he don't be knowing for real. Them thinking that they was going to hurry up and get home now after the fact. They had an opportunity to do the right thing, but they wanted to do the fast thing. And now it's two steps back because now, because you put my son in danger. Now, get up out of here. You're not you're not you're not playing the PlayStation. You're lucky I don't take the you you're lucky I don't take the 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 power cords to the TV. You're lucky I don't take your phone. But I don't want to be a bully. Right? It's a difficult it's a difficult role we must travel in how we discipline people in general. Um but I'm a man now. Now I'm talking crazy. I'm like because you hurt my kid. I know you, my kid, but you hurt my kid. And I don't play about my kids. So. King thought it was over. See, I'm a, I'm equal opportunity. Everybody going to get this work. If I'm responsible for you, you're going to get this work. So I had to tell King, why on earth, if you knew it was wrong, did you do it? I said, it's on you as much as it is them because you let these idiots convince you that it was OK. And I'm reminded, I'm again, I only tell you guys and I only bring up situations where I have experienced the same thing. I had to tell King, I know 100 percent how you feel. It doesn't mean that you're about to get off the hook because you're about to be on no PlayStation with them, too. You knew it was it was wrong. You said to them it was wrong, but you still allow them to convince you to go over the creek. And now you you soaked in dirty uh, doo doo fish water. After you already been sneezing and coughing for the last two or three days. And so I told him, I said, let me tell you something. When you are in those type of situations, it is important for you to have a distinction of I want to do the right thing, not be a part of the pack with my brothers. They have skills that I don't have. Junior and, and, and twin are drastically taller than King. They can make it over the creek. No problem. They're not thinking about that when they trying to convince him to cross over. So I told him, I said, bro, listen. It's on you because you told them it was wrong. I said, but I get it. I said, I'll, I'll tell you this. I said, your uncles told me don't 
jump over this banister. Because they was jumping over it. We lived on Marengo. They were jumping over this banister. And they was just, they had hops. Just, ah, they was just killing it, right? We had the door open. Like, we was running from, like, we had, it was a narrow jump. And if you open the door, like, you can go straight back to the kitchen. And from the front door to the kitchen was a good 15 to 20 yards, maybe. And so they just running, ah, jumping over the banister, landing on, you know, landing behind my grandma's house. So I'm like, they doing it. I could do it. Did it a couple of times. Mind you, they have already said, hey, this ain't for you. When I tell y'all, I jumped over this banister, my foot got caught. And I hit the ground and thought I broke my wrist. Like, I like it, it was it was really, really bad. All because I'm trying to be part of the pack. All because my mind is not telling me, hey, this is not logical for me. They're drastically taller than me. Now, me trying to be a part of the pack, I can't go to football practice. Uh, uh, I don't remember if it was my right hand or my left, but I can't move how I want to move because now I got to get my arm wrapped up on top of that when you was little uh coming up in my time depending on how you hurt yourself you got your ass beat for that you got popped like why was you being ignorant even the older siblings that were like they got popped because you got hurt so now everybody mad all because I wanted to be like them all because I saw that it was not logical for me to do it, but it was just fun. I allowed that influence to make me care more about being a part of them than not being hurt. And that's what he did. And so I'm not I'm mad because of the 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 the, I'm mad because he possibly could get sick. He possibly could get rash and stuff like that. Not that he did it. They they his brothers. The goal is to take steps forward, not back. Right. You have the opportunity right there uh, uh, to stand up for yourself again. Now, because you are exhibiting my trait of um, I'm going to do it because I, I just don't want to cause issue. It might be too much. Uh, I might not be able to handle it, but I'll deal with it, you know, best way I can. What's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is he fell into that to that thing. And even in yelling and arguing with them, I like he looked at them because I was like, well, why'd you do that if you know it's wrong? And he looked at them like I told y'all that bothers me. It bothers me because now I got to get on y'all ass because y'all don't understand. No. And my biggest thing and my biggest fear of life is raising men that don't understand. No, I will be damned if my sons grow up and not understand. No. And how to process it. But that moment showed me they still not there yet because he told y'all, no, this is not safe. And y'all y'all convinced him by whatever y'all said, whatever y'all did, y'all convinced him that it was OK. When no, nope, that's not our get down. So where I'm thinking my kids understand, like no means no for everybody. 
they show me that they not there yet. And now while they're taking two steps back, I got to take two steps forward to meet them in that spot of you will through hell and high water understand the concept of being told no and how to handle it in a healthy way. You're not manipulating your way through the no. It's not going to fucking happen on my watch. No means no. That's important for me. Because I need them to be able to not only understand it, but I need them to be able or, or understand it. Like when people tell them, no, I need them to understand that their no is solid. That's a complete situation. I want them to, to understand that everything is not a fucking explanation. No, I can't. We get this idea, oh, I, we, we shouldn't say I can't, we shouldn't say I can't. Okay, so everybody should just be doing shit that is not at their level. Like, we should encourage people to do these things that they're not prepared for. Because that, like, when you do that, when you are forcing people to, to move forward before they are prepared to, we get people full of, uh, uh, of dirty, doo-doo fish water. And then now we're mad. At them. He don't have a right to be mad at them. You knew that shit was wrong. It ties into for me. I don't have time to know or care about what you did. You have to deal with that. All I could do is say my part. I allow myself to stay in relationship, in business, in friendship, in this. And I allowed myself to stay there instead of saying. Nah. Nah, because this is a workaround and I don't want to work around. I want to be able to deal with it at the foundation. The foundation of this situation is that you are scared. Kingston, on one hand, you are scared of them to stand on your no. The older two, y'all asses don't understand no. Y'all are always trying to figure out a workaround when the thing was simply to take the fucking uh, uh, road that you were supposed to. So these lessons I'm teaching them for the future. We're going to go through this no thing until you have that shit cemented in your mind. Until it's burned, scorched in your soul. That no means no on every level. It does not mean ask a different way. It does not mean manipulate your way through it. It does not mean make someone feel bad for uh, being told no. What it means is no is fucking no. Stand there and deal with it. Stop trying to stop trying to force your way through an unmovable force. No, it no should be unmovable. Period. With no explanation, with no, I don't understand. I said no. It's not for you to understand. So I'm going through through. I'm going through the moments that they have. I'm going through the moments that I have while I'm trying to heal um, from certain things. I'm pulling them up with me. My oldest son watched my, pod watched my podcast religiously, so he hears all of this. 
it helps them. I see it. Certain things that I talk about, it helps them a little bit. You don't have to tell me, even though he does sometimes. Because the goal is to move forward, not backward. Like I'm really like my uh, my idea of 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 parenting, of living is to like I, I live my life. I mean, I have more to live. But as far as like uh, foundational things, my goal is to uh, recalibrate their way of thinking for the world that's going to be theirs when they get older. I like I can't stress that enough for me as I'm dealing with my own mental uh, mental health of dealing with it for the future. Me arguing, me calling, me looking for you to tell you you did me wrong, me taking those steps back. That does nothing for me. That does nothing for my healing. Me asking you why you did that, why you said that, why you took that, why like why didn't you give more? Why that does nothing for me. That just makes me more mad. Because if you couldn't tell me then why you were a certain way or if you even did it, you don't care about me asking. You don't care about how I felt about what you said and what you did. That's why you are still behaving in a way that you did. And for me, it's not about you knowing what like how I feel. It's about me knowing what I did um, so that I can tell my kids, hey, don't do that. Don't be that way. I know you I know you love this person. I know you love this thing. I know I trust me. I know. But stand on it and deal with it because you'll get into a point to where you go through so many painful things with lack of understanding. And now you become this monster, this beast of a person because you feel like everyone is doing this to you without any understanding. And now you're returning the favor and lashing out without any understanding. You don't have to understand why they did it. You have to understand why you feel so aggressively or so harsh about what was done. How could you have moved yourself from that, uh, 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 from that situation like I played football for 16 years for 16 years I played football and I played cornerback by trade my job is to run backwards to prevent you from moving forward and unfortunately, that transferred in a bad way into my real life. I'm always back against the wall. I'm always in prevent. I'm always um, giving you a seven yard cushion. I'm always just back, back, back. I'm always moving in that way. How I, that's how I see life. I'm looking at life like it's a it's a complete picture with where I'm supposed to be going is behind me, but my back is turned towards it because I got to watch everything in front of me. And in, unhealth, in, in an unhealthy way, I have adopted that mind state or I had adopted that mind state to my entire life. So everything that I did, I did it from a deficit. Everything that I did. Like when you play corner, it's rare that you 
get in a position to where everything is man to man. And what man to man is, is I'm up there, I'm on your ass, I'm jamming you, I'm in your face, I'm creating havoc, chaos. I'm making sure that if you are coming towards me, you understand it's going to be a long fucking day. But the most unrare position is seven yards off. I'm seven yards off. I'm taking away the inside to put you on an island with just me and you. Even in that island, even in that island, I still have to deal with you and everything on the inside. I have to be able to think. I have to. If you run an in route and that and and that running back uh, 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 runs the outside swing, I have to see you and feed you to the next thing and have my eye on this running back. That's my entire life. My entire life has turned into me being a cornerback and me having lack of understanding, good vision. But lack of understanding, right? Because progression is behind me. I'm supposed to be back there. But I'm at a deficit and I'm defending everything from behind because uh, now you a kid, you, ju- you just said uh, you're not depressed. Nah, your, your daughter died, you know, get over it. Uh, your baby mama puts you on child support, makes it difficult for you to, to see your, 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 your kid. Get over it. Uh, uh, work is doing, get over it. I'm, listen, I'm in prevent. Yeah, that hurt, but you didn't score. Yeah, that hurt, but you didn't kill me. You didn't win the game. Then I learned something. And again, it's just like my son was triggered by a small thing in my and just how twin was triggered by hearing Bossy have those three bad grades. Immediately, as I'm thinking about that analogy of me being a cornerback, I'm reminded of a technique that I uh, uh, that I was taught. And the technique is called break click. Right. So. For. 12, 13 of the years, no. Nine, 10 of the years, all I knew was to backpedal. And don't let nobody behind me. That's it. They're trying to progress to the end zone, backpedal. Move your hips. Don't let nobody behind you. Around ninth, 10th grade, I learned a technique called break click. And just like I'm thinking about how my life has been me as a cornerback, right? Up until Kennedy passed, it was me going by what was taught to me since a child, right? Backpedal. I'm at this deficit all the time. You have to have enough cushion so you can still so you can keep this deficit even in movement so you can defend 
that's how I move through life. I'm dealing with this relationship at a deficit. I'm dealing with this friendship at a deficit. I'm seeing the whole screen, but I, like, I have a person in front of me that's supposed to be on an island with me. And I'm so confused about the, the chaos that this person is causing by involving family, involving friend, involving social media, that I'm losing focus. So the more that I'm looking at the running back, the quarterback, the other receivers, my own teammates, the more I'm losing focus on this thing that's right in front of me that I'm supposed to guard at all costs. Let's call it my heart. Let's call it my mind. Let's call it my emotions that I'm supposed to guard. But I'm so fucking distracted because I'm moving off outdated teachings. I get ninth, 10th grade. Uh, shout out to Crutch. He teaches something called break click. Right. And what that means is you take your drop and the moment you see it, you shoot back. And whatever that it is, if it's a quick out, if it's a, a quick in, if it's a stop and go, if it's a run, like you when you see it. You take your two step, you cock your hip, you dig to that that point. It took Kennedy to, to, to die for me to learn how to break click with my life. Yeah, I'm going to back up for a second because I'm like, I'm observing. But I'm not running. I don't care about this deficit anymore. I'm on your ass. I'm in your face. We're going to figure it out. So the moment that I see it, even in my backpedal, I'm going to dig down to that point so we can fix it. The goal is you are not going to get behind me. The goal is that you are not going to force me into a position that I don't want to be in. So in order for me to do that, I'm on your ass. I'm in your face. I'm making sure that you understand that you got to deal with me all day. That's how I am with life now. If I deal with you. And you are hurtful towards me and you are disrespectful towards me. It's no longer a workaround. We're going to deal with it right here. I'm going to break click right here on this issue. I know it's a sensitive issue and either we're going to talk about it or I'm going to run through you, blow it all up, and then I'm going to isolate. It took my baby to die for me to to realize, yo, your whole perspective is whack. You keep allowing people to put you in that deficit, even without them asking. You keep lining up seven yards off the ball and you giving them the inside. You giving them your heart, you giving them your time, you giving them all of this again without thinking about yourself. I have kids. The whole premise of life is to grow, have your family and make sure that they are better than you. So now it's more about. This is what you, this is what you want. All right. I'm in your, I'm in your face. I'm on your ass. Not even in a negative way for us to learn. For us to get to the point. This like I told y'all uh, uh, about the other group chat that I joined. Shout out to Blue. It's something about Blue that she just does not play about healing. 
That's how I am with being direct and you understanding that you have two options. We're going to deal with this in a healthy way. Lack of argument, lack of fighting, lack of trying to be right. We need to get to the same point of peace, of love, of sanctuary, of solace. We got to get there. What are you willing to do to get there? If you're not talking about nothing, then I, I'm sorry. I, I got to get off this train. I have to get off of it. Because I can't allow, I can't keep allowing you to draw me, uh, draw my mental off course. I can't keep allowing unnecessary obstacles to come up against me. I'm fighting too much. I just told you my son is triggered by one of my other sons just having a bad grade. And he he drew up a memory from uh, uh, 10 years ago. He hasn't even lived life yet. He'll be 15 next week or the week after. And he's pulling from trauma from 10 years ago. He hasn't had a relationship. He hasn't had a job yet. He hasn't had his heart broken. He ain't had no sex yet. He hasn't experienced none of that. But one moment with his little brother, he was able to pull back that type of trauma. So imagine what I am at 39 when I'm going through things and I'm seeing things in my kids and things are being said and things are being done in relationships. Imagine how far I have to pull back because I'm living in this deficit of I give you that cushion. I don't want to I don't want to be mean. I don't I don't want to sound disrespectful. I don't want to I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm this horrible guy. So I'm going to keep on allowing you to do what you want to. The problem with that is when you're dealing with people that are are uh, 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 in a, a fragile state of I hurt you because I don't know no other way and you are in a space of I don't think you mean to hurt me. I don't know because we don't really have conversations. It becomes very, it it, it becomes very difficult. But you worsen your chances of moving forward when you're not willing to deal with the issue at hand. I'm, I always laugh. It's, a, it's this meme and, and, and uh, it's a meme of confusion. And you, you see all these shapes and numbers and stuff. And the lady's face is just like confused. And um, it's like the math is not mathing. And me taking steps backward, the math is not mathing. Me, me parenting from, uh, from the world we live in today and not trying to prepare them for the world that they are going to grow into, like, it's, it's difficult, but I have to do it. It's certain things that in, 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 in my mind, I'm like, damn, I would have got slapped for that. But I don't, I don't slap them as much as I want to. But do I really want to slap them or am I uneducated in the space of discipline? Do I want to punish them or am I unaware of how mental health is really a thing from a very young age? See, I'm, I'm, I'm good with 
pointing out my faults. I'm good with my accountability. I'm good with understanding. But I had to go through something to get there. I had to get out of my own way and say, hey, as much as I love my parents, as much as I love my siblings, my uncles, my aunts, uh, my teachers, my coaches, maybe y'all didn't do the best job of preparing me emotionally for the world that I live in today. Maybe the, the, the things that you decide to to are the seeds you decided to plant in me. Maybe it was it was a little bit wrong. I, I, I shouldn't have went that way. Again, I am who I am today because of those experiences, but I could have dealt without a lot of the pain, a lot of the chaos, a lot of the hurt. I could have dealt without without that. We're all shaped by our environment around uh, how we were raised, what we were raised around uh, poverty, style, music, movies. Like we all have our, our different battles. But at the root of it, at the root of it, are you in a position that you can continue to walk forward and, and, and be able to stand on it? Like I, 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 I liken it to. Medieval times when they put you in the uh, the thing where your head is is uh, is in the the wood block and your arms are locked in there you can't move you can't do nothing and it's just mean ass people just coming to throw tomatoes and and spoil cabbage and just uh, uh, rotten vegetables at you right and to them this is this form of humiliation and 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 uh, they're excited to do this. Like they got they 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 most spoiled stuff, their most negative statements to make about you. They got them geared up and they tossing them and they going and it is and it's up to you to say, hey, that's an emotional response because you don't you don't believe that because it's not true. You you don't really want to say that. You're just, you're emotional. I'm not worried about who throwing tomatoes at me. I'm worried about how did I get in a position to get tomatoes thrown? What could I have done? What could I have said? Like, I'm very big on working on me because if I do the work that I'm supposed to do to heal and to be what I'm supposed to be, nothing is going to move me. Yes, I'm going to have some emotional days. Yes, I'm going to have some hurtful days. Yes, I'm not immune to any of that, but I'm going to be able to stand in my spot of hurt and my spot of pain and my spot of discomfort and deal with it. I said before, I was younger and I was so scared to just feel. I was so scared to to be emotional in real time. So what would happen is things would build up. Things would build up until the point to where whoever get it is about to get it for everybody. Whoever get this response to this reaction, you're about to get everything that I've been holding in, everything that's been haunting me, everything that's been putting me in a funk. You're about to get it, whoever, whoever that person is. Not only is it disrespectful, it's very unhealthy because in those moments you feel like you're getting everything off your chest. 
but you're still dealing with the person who's who's dishing the hurt. You're still dealing with the person who don't give a fuck about, you know, what you have going on for real. They don't care about your mental state. They don't care about your emotional state. All they care about is you make them feel away when you make them feel away. So that's what they're good with. I'm a person of I'm a I protect and I provide. I'll give you whatever you want because my idea of providing is giving you whatever you want. I had to not have a car. I had to not have nowhere to live. I had to not be able to get me something to eat for me to realize if anybody on the fucking planet is comfortable with you giving them everything even when you have nothing if that person is comfortable with that, you need to get the fuck away from them immediately. I don't care how much you love them, like them, how good sex is, how good conversation is. If you are dealing with someone who believes that you giving them everything while you have nothing for yourself and they are not giving you nothing in return, get away. That is not healthy. I had to learn that. On this journey of finding my peace. On this journey of understanding that I'm not you think I'm taking two steps back, but I'm about to break click on your ass and we about to get to this point of contention right here. And if we can't, that's fine. If we can't, I understand that, but at least we had a healthy conversation to get to that point. So many things are are immediate emotion, high level emotion, and we are going crazy because of that. The more and more that I'm able to look at something logically and really deal with myself, the harder it becomes for me to be phony. The harder it becomes for me to be just being friends with you, just to be friends with you, even though you a douchebag or me being cool with you in any or me doing business with you in any kind of way. The more and more that I'm able to uh, come to my reality of I'm in charge of me. I don't own anybody. I choose to like my kids are assigned to me. You know how many how many sperms was trying to get to that jump? Y'all was assigned to me. I didn't ask for y'all spe- specifically. Y'all won. But because you are my assignment, I have to do the right things to lead you to the to the right things. I have to move in a way that is going to show you how to move when you get to be an adult, when you are responsible for people. Because I don't want you to be in my position of you feeling like to protect and provide. You have to be you have to do it in a a outrageous way. I told you, all I don't know any other way than on and off. It is not healthy. I know that I am working on that. But until I get there, everything is going to be on or off, period. You don't get to tell me that that's not healthy and you should do this and you should do that. No. Because it's my life. 
Like I was like somebody asked me, bro. Somebody asked me. Um, somebody asked me if you don't like if you are isolating from people. How do you ever know that they changed from the behavior that you chose to isolate from? I don't give a fuck. If I'm put in a position that I have to isolate from you, that means that you have violated all of your chances. I'm not just out here like. Like I'm some type of king or ruler, like you're banished, you're banished, you're banished. When I say isolation, it's from people who I have consistently said, hey, that hurts. And you don't seem to care that that hurts. And the only thing that I know how to do to make it stop hurting is for you to get the fuck away from me. For me to stay away from you. I could care less if you change. Get that change to somebody else. I love unconditionally, but it doesn't mean that you get the opportunity again to hurt me in the way that you have. If I have chosen to isolate from you, that means you're just not getting it. A lot of people, oh, that's a coward. You're ghosting people. Like, you're not mature. Miss Mamas. If I keep telling you you hurting me and I keep allowing you to hurt me, you never going to learn. See, I'm dumb because I like the sex. I'm dumb because whatever you are offering, it gives me some type of a feeling that I don't want to be without. You're just a fucking bully. And you you feel like that you you don't have to respect boundaries. I don't care about your change. You could have changed to a, a model citizen, but what you did to me, I will never allow you to do it again. People get it twisted. Like forgiveness is you, you know, you forgiving that person and you understanding what they did was wrong, yada, yada, whatever. And now you got to be friends. No, 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 no. Not over here. I had to learn that. That's why I'm teaching my kids boundaries. Don't even if it's me, I told them I will protect you from everything that I can humanly uh, uh, do or uh, humanly protect you from. As long as I have air in me, even if it's me, if it's your mom, if it's your your grandparents, your uh, cousins, your even your siblings, that's just me. I'm going to protect you. I'm not a punching bag. You don't get to keep slapping me. Just because I trust that you won't. Everything is dealt with with consequence. If there is not a real consequence giving, 
I'm going to be still giving that that cushion. I'm going to still be observing from back here. I'm still going to be focused on things that I shouldn't be focused on. I'm focused on the wrong field. I'm focused on the wrong angle. I'm focused on the wrong person. When it's somebody right in front of me that needs this attention and that needs to hear that, hey, you heard of me and I'm going to stand right here until we figure out why you feel like it's okay to do so. Or I decide that, all right, you don't care and I'm going to I'm going to move away. It's imperative that I that that I move in that way now because I've been hurt. I've allowed myself to stay in situations I didn't belong in. I've allowed myself to listen to 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 advice uh, that wasn't for me. I've allowed myself to let, you know, uh, people just into my mind that had no real uh, want to help. They just nosy. They want to know what happened. They want to know my side of things. There ain't no sides. I don't have a side. The side is I allowed myself to be bullied and I'm not doing it no more. The the side is I allow myself to take two steps forward and also take two steps back. I no uh, I no longer am doing that. If I deal with you, we're standing right here. If you don't want to stand right here, understand that it's okay because you have your uh, your right and you have your strength and, and, and whatever to do what you want to do. But just know that dealing with me is different now. Today's emotions are not yesterday's emotions. Today's love is not yesterday's love. I've been through too much. I'm leading too many little human beings to stay in this place of I'm so scared to deal with the now that I'm going to allow myself to take two steps back. I'm going to allow myself to continue this workaround instead of getting to the foundational issue, which is what needs to be corrected in the first place. I'm at the point in my life now. I see that. I see that. And I'm no longer I'm no longer giving that cushion. I am on your ass. I am uh, a man press one on one in your face. I'm on the line with your ass hands in your face like we about to get to it. We have to. That's where I, that's where I am. My best is when I'm right there in the midst of whatever it is. The thing is, is that when I'm when I'm in the midst of it, I allow you a, a, a little shoulder shimmy. And then now it's like, damn, I'm lost. I allow you a little uh, a, a little lick of the lips. I allow you a little, you know, spray of the, uh, of the flower bomb. I, I allow you to look sexy in summer and uh, uh, sundresses like like none of it matters. I'm gaining ground now. So when you run, when you fresh off the line, I'm in your face right there. Nah, I'm not backing up. I'm on your ass. We're going to do this together. Hip to hip. I'm going to, to, to force you. Because as a cornerback, my goal is to not give you the inside and force you out of bounds. Force you. I'm going to lean on your ass until you get it. I'm going to guide you to where you're supposed to go as it results to dealing with me. I am no longer taking any steps back. As I'm dealing with this mental stuff, I'm listen, 
these doctors keep telling me antidepressants, no antidepressants. Do an appointment, I no appointment. Go to therapy, no therapy. At what point do I start looking for things to move me forward? At what time do I take it serious enough? And I am, I'm just, you know, as an example, I take this stuff so serious that I'm willing to do whatever it takes in a legal way to make sure my mental is good. Uh, whether it's taking days off of work now, I used to never take days off work. Now I'll be trying to take one, two days off um, um, a month. Because I see where my value is. I see where my peace is. I see where my love is. It's important for me not only to see this, but to put my kids in a, in a position of them being able to think logically. Like I look at how many decisions I made that make me took that that made me take two steps back. Whether it be my relationship issues, my custody issues, me losing Kennedy, me starting a business, me like I look at all of the things that put me in that position. And a lot of them could have been prevented a lot. If I would have just stood in the moment or I moved left or I moved right, but I decided to, to, to step up into it. And when it got too hot, that's where the two steps back came in. I understand that everything that I, I understand that everything that I had to go through It was meant for me to go through that, to put me in a position to be able to teach these kids what they need to know for the world that they're going into. These moments was needed. Without, without me having to go through this, I'm not complex, the poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. I'm not the, the, the person who's trying to help heal. I'm not the person who understood my purpose and sticking to it and getting to it and making sure that I'm not selfish with what I'm going through so people can see it and understand, okay, I'm going through this and I know it's hard, but I can keep moving forward. I don't have to keep going back. I can stand on what I need to stand on. And if I don't make another step forward into that part of me is healed, then it's okay. I can care less what's going on in society as a result to uh, I'm 40, I'm supposed to own two houses, three cars, vacation around the world, have this type of lifestyle. I could care less about any of, any of that. What I care about is there's darkness surrounding me. There's darkness in my mind as I fight depression, as I deal with anxiety. There's darkness when I'm dealing with other people who don't understand the journey that is meant for me. I get it. It's darkness everywhere. But like I keep telling y'all, it's imperative that we understand that we have the ability and the opportunity to get to it. 
What's going on, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to infinitelycomplex.com for your copy of King's Collective, which is on sale now. Also, Second Power, which is the single for my newest spoken word album. That's available over there as well. Um, also, you can get Poetic Properties merch. I think I have mugs, a notebook, something like that. Go ahead and check it out, infinitelycomplex.com. If you want to um, support the pod, if you want to support Infinitely Complex, you can purchase anything that's on that site. Also, you can go over to Good Pods. Um, on my profile, there is a tip jar that you can tip me for whatever you feel like you want to tip me for. Also, if you head over to Poetic Properties Twitter page, there's a tip jar there. Feel free to donate anything that uh, you would like. Again, if none of that is your way of support, uh, like, share, comment. I appreciate it all. I love you guys. Infinitelycomplex.com is where everything complex will be. So head over there, check it out. Again, I love you guys. Appreciate everything that you guys do. Peace.